0: Hello and welcome back to What Do You Know For Sure podcast with me, Anne Hughes. In this episode 30, I'm joined by my friend Libby MacArthur. I knew this was going to be a wise podcast. Libby is talking about hierarchy and how, in reality, there isn't one. And that actually the world will only work when hierarchy is dismantled and when we labels start to collapse. It's a conversation that includes big topics like shame and blame. It's about accountability, we're talking religion, we're talking judgment and we're talking about that real urging to have a return to love and that is in the most spiritual sense of the word. I hope that you enjoy this conversation. Libby, thank you so much for joining me on What Do You Know For Sure podcast. You're welcome, Anshuze. Yes, I'm very delighted to have you here. Tell us a wee bit about you.
1: Well, I'm a storyteller. And I use the kind of corny word storyteller and purpose as opposed to I'm an actor, I'm a director, I'm a writer, I teach. Only because it was the very thing that saved my life and made me understand where my gift was from really early doors. So as a wee kid who was last up the close fancy as Libby MacArthur kind of person in the street, um, the thing I was good at and the thing that got attention on the long summer's evenings in my childhood in the long grass at the back court was the fact that I could actually sit down and begin a story and have absolutely no clue where it was going. Um, and I felt like I had this kind of personal library in the sky and I could lasso down a story which made everybody kind of go, oh, I can't believe you just made that up yourself What you eat?" But it always had a beginning and a middle and an end, and and it always maybe it was my Catholic upbringing, I don't know, but 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 it always had a kind of Aesop's fable kind of flavour to it, where the thing that we thought was the worst thing that could happen ended up being the best thing that could happen, and the person who was the mostest baddest person got their comeuppance, but in a way that made them the bestest nicest. So it was all very kind of you know return to love or return to love, and the funny thing is, and I have not changed a jot. I can still improvise, it's one of my highest skill sets and I still think the difference between fiction and literature is that literature is a return to love and I don't mean schmaltzy, sentimental, romantic love at all even if it's a pistol kid whiff of it where at the end somebody looks back down the railway station platform If if, if, a, if a story doesn't remember that we are love then I'm not interested in it and I'm just going to say, don't start me on Shuggy Bean. That's all I'm saying. That's all I'm saying. Booker Prize winner, don't start me. So I won't say any more on Shuggy Bean.
0: We'll keep that for a private conversation because I'm intrigued to ask you about that. But another time, another day, Libby. In the meantime, tell me this. What do you know for sure, Libby MacArthur?
1: It's been a long time, me learning this, Anne. And there's been lots of different kind of hurdles put in my way. And I have put my own hurdles to accepting it as an absolute truth. But I now know for sure there is no hierarchy.
0: Mm. Now, lots of people, perhaps me included, could be saying, doesn't feel like that, Libby? So tell me what you mean.
1: It doesn't feel like that in any walk of life, it doesn't feel like that in the house, at your work, in the chapel, in the church, in the synagogue. It doesn't feel like that. We don't live like that. I don't know anyone that does. And I include myself in that. We jam on and horns and whatever way your mommy would say it. But it doesn't mean to say that I don't know it. I know it because it can't be otherwise. The only things that work in life is when that hierarchy is dismantled. The only moments that are miraculous in life, the only times that we really understand what love and light looks like is when all those labels collapse. And it's some deep down essence of ourselves. We know there's only one of us here. We know there is no hierarchy. And even the blooming perfume adverts know it. That, that's why they go, eternity, I don't know where you begin and I end. I don't know whatever the words are. And... Um, and it's what we're trying to do when when we have you know special significant others. is we're, we're trying to kind of get back into that acknowledgement of total connection and absolute intimacy. But instead, what we do is we fuse with shame and blame and you know compensation for for the truth that there is only one of us here. Um, and of course, because there is no hierarchy, then that means that you're hundred percent accountable. For your life, and there's nobody to hide, and nobody to blame, and you kind of shake your fist at the grown-ups, you know. Mm-hmm. And 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 I, wouldn't go about saying to people there is no hierarchy. If somebody like you is going to ask me on a on a podcast like this, what oh, do you know for sure? Then I'm going to go for the big guns, and that and that's the guns probably the wrong word, but you know what I mean. If I was in a school with a bunch of school kids, I would go, "Hey, wins, come here." Have you ever noticed how the grown ups don't behave? Have you ever noticed how sometimes you need to show up with your teacher because she might be turning up, but she's certainly not showing up. Mm. Have you ever noticed how sometimes you're the guy that sorts it? You know, I would never say to Wayne, do you want to be when they grow when you grow up?" As if we've got a world and a realm and <laughs> that we should invite them yeah. to. As if we haven't <laughs> fucked it up majorly. Exactly. You know, mm-hmm. what I might say to Wayne is, "Hey." Have you noticed somewhere where we've really screwed it that you think you could do better? Have you know have you noticed somewhere in the world whether it be, you know, we the Foreign Office or we musicians or we you know, you know, bands or, or, or art world or, or politics or have you noticed where you've looked at it and thought, see if I was in charge, I wouldn't fucking do it that way. You know, and that's what you say to a kid, you want to say to them, right, well, I promise my best to not indoctrinate you into any religion or academia or any way to be, you know, any sexuality, any gender, I promise my best to just listen up to what makes your heart sing, but I'll probably not be able to do it very well, and I certainly won't be able to do it as well as you could for you,
0: mm. and that's
1: and that's whether I'm your mommy, your daddy, your teacher, your politician you're, you know and it's brilliant to talk about leadership with wins, you know in terms of hierarchy because again it's dead obvious to them you know you get wins going right there a minute so so lots of people believe that folk have different colored blood and that they're just born special so and and that they should have more money than anybody else in fact we should all give them our money ha, ha, what, what's going on there okay. so i mean
0: Mm-hmm. It feels to me, and you know, we're both similar in this sense that we like to be a wee bit militant, a wee bit outspoken, but it suited society at some point to put us in all these things, believing in the hierarchy and believing, I need you to do that for me, I need you to give me permission, etc., etc., etc. So it, it, suits, it suits the world for us all to believe in hierarchy, doesn't it, Libby? Well, we're
1: living in a world. You know, you don't need to look at the old brilliant kind of Monty Python sketch with the two Ronnies, or the two Ronnie sketch rather, you know, that had um, John Cleese in it, you know, that was like, I'm upper middle class, I'm middle class, I'm working class, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, of course we believe in hierarchy and, 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 you know, I'm being contentious when I say there is no hierarchy because I'm talking about an absolute truth, there is no hierarchy, you know, mm-hmm. because... The truth about who we are is we are all source, you know. Yep. We you know, and it's all those metaphors that are on crack and postcards and you know, you're you're a beam, but we're all the sun, you're a wave, but we're all the ocean and you know, whatever you're a, you're a raindrop, but you're actually the rain cloud, you know, whatever whatever way you want to. You know, when I say there is no hierarchy, it doesn't mean to say we're not living in a world where people seem to have control over our way of being. You know, but 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 whether that be the house we live in or that's why everything's political. You know, you know. I mean, I remember a wee woman eh, was part of a sitting in a nursery in the Gorbos when I was a, a teenager. We, we we sat in overnight, and after what she said to me, and she made all the food for everybody as well. And after what she said to me, okay, I'm not political, <laughs> <laughs> and, and and she said I've no idea what's going on doing at that Westminster, you know, because because that's what she thought was politics, you know. Uh-huh. Of course, we live like uh, it's sensible to, to ge- delegate our power away to certain individuals. We live like that. We, that 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 that's the way we live. But when I say there is no hierarchy, what I don't mean is wisdom isn't out there to to be absorbed. Uh, and what I don't mean is don't follow your teachers when you find them. Mm-hmm. You know, I I am um, I left school at seventeen and. I had a huge love and passion for the arts in terms of you know storytelling and the art and creativity and and um, and personal development. And whenever I met someone who you know I thought had answers for me in terms of understanding myself and my subconscious and my fears and my my ego-driven um, patterns that were just. The same over and over, like a conical shell. The same ridge over. You know, you're running. You meet the same guy. You're running. You meet the same guy. Of course, you're running. You're running. And you know, doing that thing that they say. What's the definition of a madman? Doing the same thing over and over again, expecting different results. Mm-hmm. And whenever I met anyone who would give me insight, you know, I, I would I would up my hours in the Saturday job, but I would work at night in the cafe, and I would eventually get my pennies together and go to London or, or, or go to Switzerland or wherever wherever the next workshop man was happening you know Mm -hmm. um but the 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 the, so would would that refute what I said would that mean that I was going oh they're wiser than me they're smarter than me they're my teacher I'm their pupil that's a hierarchy and of course it is of course it looks like a hierarchy Mm -hmm. of course it does of course it does but I would never follow a teacher that said I am the guy with the magic finger and I've got it and you've done and I and that'll be another five hundred pounds to come back to workshop two. Mm-hmm. In fact, as you know, and I recently took part in a in a, a workshop. that was a group therapy um, series of of mornings over a fortnight, and some people think a group therapy as a kind of dilution of one to one therapy. They think, ah, oh, that's great being in group, but you know, but I need one to one." I need a one-to-one, I need somebody just for me, because my shoes are so specially deep and dark that um, I need all that attention. Yep. Yep. Um, I think it's the absolute opposite. I think group work fires up the energy, it's quicker, it's every time someone speaks, you can hear yourself in your own head going, singing me softly with his words or mm. her words, you know. Um, it just, it's it speeds up. The healing, it speeds up the, you know, the, the giggles are bigger because you're going, I thought it was just me, I thought it was exactly. just me. Exactly, it's that I universal it
0: thing. That. I think it's that universal thing that group does, isn't it? Because when other people talk and you think, gosh, we're all just struggling with the same old shit not we Libby absolutely and you think that just because she sounds different and looks different and appears different to me and I've got a I've got an image in my head of who she is I think her problems are different to mine but actually when you engage in that group experience like we both have recently oh my goodness how do you see that we're all just that? we're all walking each other home we're all safe. walking each
1: other home. We're all walking each other home, and the great thing about group as well is you get giggles. The guy that's hosting this group's a guy called Ross Hislop. and Anne and I both um, rate him very highly. He, he holds a wonderful space, and and uh, and he's very clear that there is no hierarchy, you know, in terms of his work, you know. But but what happens when a, a group get together? I think, and you know, and it's no different from. Our, you know, you know, and you and I were brought up with with, with Jesus. Is there, is there, You know, we were we were fanboys for for Jesus, and I still am a huge Jesus fan. But obviously, with the course of miracles, I, I feel as if I've got Christ mindedness in a way that's much more palatable than I did with with, with, with the duality of the Bible. And mm-hmm. you know, you know, my, I get family members who are devout in terms of their faith, and they really believe in the devil, and they really believe in hell, and they really believe in the last judgment. Right. I don't.
0: I don't. Some of the terms that you used at the start of this, when you were chatting, was about shame and blame and indoctrination. Do you think that is all a natural consequence of us all being in the hierarchy and playing the hierarchy game?
1: Absolutely. We're all we're all um, we're all using other people to try and take the bad look off us, you know. You know, and and um, and if there's someone we can point the finger at, then then that's brilliant, you know. You know. You know, one of the biggest breakthroughs that I ever saw and one of the biggest breakthroughs that I see in, in, in all the kind of personal development work that I've, I've been involved in is when a parent, rather when a child, understands that the parent's capacity to love them was at its best. And could, and if they were able to love them any more, they would have. And, and we're beginning to understand now that love is a capacity you know they say love's a verb. You know, mm-hmm. so if he doesn't buy you flowers, then he doesn't take you for a curry. Everything then you can get to. You know, you know, love is a capacity. You know, it's it's not a doing word. It's not a verb. It's you know, if, you know. If I said and I love you, and 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 a, and and I was a Buddha or a a Muhammad or a, you would know you were loved. But you would know you were loved in equal measure to Trump or Boris Johnson because mm-hmm. heaven's justice Disney doesn't have preferences. You know, mm-hmm. it just it just. But in the same way that if I was a a painter, and I said, I paint you. If it was me, you'd get paid by numbers. But if I was Renoir, you'd get a wonderful rendition of yourself mirrored back at you. Yes. So it's the capacity to love and to paint that is exactly the same yes. in this scenario. You know, yes. I love you, I paint you, it's the same thing. Mm-hmm. So when I see a child, and I remember this one set-up I was at, there was more than 200 folk in a big hall in London, and there was phones, a bank of phones outside, and the guy said, go out and phone your parent, whether they're dead or not. Um, phone one of your parents—the one that you have the most problems with, you know—and of course, everybody was there because they needed therapy. And they were all going, you know, well, the grown-ups didn't behave. It, you know, it was terrible for me. I would, and could, and should show up, but the thing was, my mummy, my daddy, whatever. Anyway, so everybody had their own story about how they were let down, and you know, and uh, and he suggested that they go and use the the um, the phones outside to phone a parent, even if they were dead, pretend you're phoning them. And he said, we're going to speak about love. And, uh, and, uh, and one girl stood up and she said, well, I can't say, Dad, I love you, because my dad was the one that actually sexually abused me as a kid. And the other two people in the hall went, oh, right enough, right enough, you could never say, you can never say, I love you, yeah. a man that abused you. You know, that's right, that would be more victimhood. That would just be more, that would be kind of lamb to the slaughter and all that kind of thing. And the facilitator said, I'm not going to ask you to say to your father, I love you. I'm going to ask you to say to your father, I know you love me. And the whole place went into an uproar. There was screaming, there was shouting, there was folk wanting their money back, there was people leaving. The suggestion that she was to say to a man who had abused her, who was in the role of father to her, I know you loved me, just had folk screaming and greeting and shouting and and it was, it was horrific. But when she spoke, she was about 37 or something, this girl. And when she spoke, she had a wee kid's voice. She really had a wee girl's voice. that was a very kind of childlike, childish kind of voice that she had. She also had a curvy in her hair that made her hair look really weird because she, well, she was, I wouldn't say she was middle-aged, but, you know, anyway, she was my age at that point, I remember, and she just looked like she was dressed as a wee girl. And kind of, she was stuck, and She was stuck, 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 stuck. The abuse that that man had, um, you know, shown her had became something that was her excuse to not show up in life and 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 her feeling of being a victim to to that was in defining her and who could blame her for God's yeah. sake yeah. who could blame her you know my God what a horrific set of circumstances but you know what happened what? she actually out of all the people in the room heard it I didn't hear it mm. she actually heard it and what he was saying to her wasn't stay in your victim kid on it, doesn't happen, make it okay he wasn't saying any of that Mm. he wasn't saying it was alright, that happened he he, he wasn't saying love your life, no matter what he was saying you are going to die like this if you don't save yourself now, now and the only way to save yourself now is to understand that if that man could have behaved any differently, he would have and that's his monkey his circus, not yours And the only way out, as hard as it is, is for you to say, you know what, Dad? See, in spite of all of that, see, in spite of all of that crazy madness, I'm the guy that's got the capacity to see that you had love for your daughter in amongst the fucked up behaviours that you displayed towards me. And that freedom that she got by making that phone call, oh, my God, Anne, it physically changed her. She walked in with a different voice, a different look, a different walk, a different hairdo. Wow. She walked in like a grown-up. And she told us the story. The mum went, what is, it? what is it? What do you want? You've not phoned us for years. Do you, why do you want to talk to your dad? Do you do? She spoke to her dad. The dad collapsed with floods of tears. The phone was on the floor. She kept on the phone. He came back. He begged her if he could possibly have a coffee with her. And she said, I'll think about it. And that, you know, there was no... Invite your dad back into your life, you know. You know that's not what was going on. Mm. It, 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 it was it was her understanding that love is the only reality there is. Mm-hmm. And and are there evil doings in the world? Yes. Do people behave evilly? Yes. Do we get so far from the truth of who we are that you couldn't recognise a human being for the soullessness that you can see in their eyes? Yes. Do these people? sometimes get into really powerful leadership positions? Mm. Yes. Does that mean that the truth about who we are, in essence, isn't love? No. But it's not about hanging about with everybody, Anne. No.
0: You
1: know, no. It's not about saying, I have no boundaries. We are all love together. It's not. It's the only reason I would even suggest that the answer to your question, what do you know for sure, is that there is no hierarchy, is to do exactly what you hinted at there and you're clever at because you get it, is to understand that we use shame and blame to hold us back. Shame and blame are only fear of the next step. You know, guilt, shame and blame all do exactly the same job. They masquerade as something happening when actually fuck all's happening. Mm -hmm. And shame and blame and guilt are about nothing's happening. It's just more of the same. It's just stasis. And, and, and and you know, when you realise that that's what you're creating in your life, stasis, then let yourself off the hook. Have a wee giggle and go, oh, my God, what am I so afraid of? Rabble? And then get me mm-hmm. a group therapy and go, ah, oh, listen, I've been afraid. And this is me talking about me. I've been so afraid for most of my life. I've been single. I'm 60 soon and I forgot to have a boyfriend. I'm so into my shame and my blame and my pointing the finger and my, and my upset and my chronic independence which is not independence at all just terror of dependency Mm. you know I'm so aware of all my shame, blame, fear, guilt trip things that um, I can honestly say I might have to come back another couple of lifetimes before I
0: deal with this stuff Maybe there's a thing because as you know I often say no I've done all my lifetimes now I'm going to Utopia after this one (laughs) I love that you're accepting that you're coming back and you'll maybe do something differently Oh, God, I
1: Absolutely. Um, you know, the, 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 when I say there is no hierarchy, what I'm basically saying is judgment is ours. It, it, you know, judge not unless you be judged. If I look at my Christian upbringing and my, my the stories I was told by my Catholic mother and father and culture, then I have to translate them now, today, to make them useful to me and judge not lest you be judged is for me saying you cannot judge not you shouldn't judge you can't you'd have to be in that person's shoes forever you'd literally have to stand in not just this light, lifetime but all the lifetimes mm-hmm. you'd literally have to know that that mums and dads 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 mums and dad's moms and, you're the tip of an arrow that goes way back to the since time immemorial. Mm-hmm. It's not that you shouldn't judge, it's that don't be a diddy. How would you how could you judge? You know, you can't judge. So so the fall from Grace is biting into the apple of the knowledge of good and evil, i.e., thinking you're the guy that can go the good guy, the bad guy. So all I'm basically saying is that that yeah, it's it's if you judge someone you're just judging yourself. You know
0: I agree with you so much. If you judge somebody else you are just seeing that that part of you that reflects right back. You're judging yourself when you judge somebody else, and I've seen myself do it many times already in 2021, and we're only on the 2nd of February, Libby.
1: And it's great fun because you think, oh, no, 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 they're suffering from that kind of behaviour, that's not me. Mm -hmm. And, of course, that's why your nemesis is always your angel. That's why the guy that that you can't stand the most Uh is the guy that's going to teach you the most. That's why romantic love is such a big fucking charade, because the person that you would like to stab in the eye is the one you should end up in
0: a desert island with. Oh, Libby, thank you so much. There's so much in that. But I'm reminding myself this isn't in my radio show, so I'm not going to ask you hundreds of questions about it. We're just going to let it lie and see where people's ponderings take them to after listening. Wonderful. Thank you so much for joining me, Libby. Bless your cotton socks and shoes. Hello and thank you for joining me on this episode of What Do You Know For Sure podcast. If you would like to connect with me, you can do that across social media by searching and Hughes Ignite.